Welcome to the Courageous Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Carolyn Zanetti. Each episode, we meet thought leaders, game changers, and entrepreneurs sharing their mindset, embodiment rituals, and success secrets so you can amplify your health, wealth, relationships, and live your ultimate vision. Welcome back to the Courageous Leaders Podcast. Today we have special guest Carmel Murphy. She is known as the Stress Less, Convert More video marketing strategist. She helps business owners and entrepreneurs promote and grow their businesses via simple video marketing. She's all this and so much more. I met her a few years ago in the coaching world. She was hosting events here in Perth. She used to be known as the niche queen, you know, really powerful at helping get our message out of us and create clarity on our offers. So really excited to have you here, Carmel, to find out a bit more about you and your entrepreneur journey and all things leadership. So thank you so much for joining us. Awesome. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's it's amazing how we meet way back when and then we come back into um, being here, chatting about it again. Absolutely. And so many shared values and alignment and so much juicy goodness to share. So to start off, I mean, you do video, so it might be hard for you to share this one, but tell us something no one knows about you. What's something juicy? Um, I've been asked this before and I've kind of gone, oh, and then I remembered that I won a disco dancing competition when I was in my late teens. Ooh, you're a dancing <laughs> and, diva. That's something to be proud of. I also used to do ballroom dancing with the frilly dress and um, silver sandals and the whole lot. Oh, wow. So are you a pretty good dancer now? No. <laughs> ah, okay. <laughs> I can hold a beat, uh, but I just don't practice enough. It's like anything, isn't it? I just don't practice enough. Yeah, totally. Get our rhythm yeah. back. Wouldn't take you long, though. So, Carmel, like now you are rocking video, inspiring leaders and entrepreneurs to share their message powerfully with confidence. But what led you to being here? Like, tell us a bit of your backstory, how you got into coaching and then pivoting to the online world. Absolutely. That's so funny because if you had told me that I would have been teaching video five or six years ago, I would have told you you were loopy, you were crazy. So it was <laughs> never my intention. And um, way back when, way back when, you know, um, I was a single mom for many years. And I always remember I had worked really hard in the hospitality industry and I had actually got up in management and I became a trader, all these things. But there was always something more. So um, I always remember I worked in a pretty famous Irish pub here in um, Perth. And they told me that it was going to be opening later than normal, about four or five in the morning. And something in me just went, nah, that's it. So I left, but I was headhunted by a recruitment agency at the time that um, didn't want to offer me a job until 
because uh, I was working for their client. So um, I ended up in a recruitment agency and I was the staffing manager and I quickly became the um, estate manager. And it was then that really, you know, when you get those moments, you go, oh, my God, you realize looking back that that was such a pivotal moment. So while I was working in this recruitment agency, it was in the boom time when, you know, you couldn't get enough staff anywhere. We had 450 temporary staff that we used to give out. So a waiter to the chef to whatever. And part of that was we had an after hours phone. So 24 hours, somebody could ring you and say, I need a chef at five. I need a coffee maker. I need this. Uh, which we took turns in. So even as a state manager, I like to lead by example. So I would take turns in taking this 24-hour phone. But I also had a state manager phone. So that was two. And I remember this one weekend, we'd have a list of all these people that were free to work, but the phone was running hot. Like it was running crazy, this after a phone. So much so that the state manager phone started ringing as well because it couldn't get through on this first one. So it was like this. And the people I used to work for couldn't get through on those lines. So what did they do? They rang my personal phone. So I had three phones ringing, no staff left. And I stood there crying, going, there has to be something else. I can't keep doing this. And that was that kind of pivotal moment that broke me that really made me start searching for something else. And what do you do when you go searching and you don't know what you're searching for, but you like working with people? I came across coaching. Mm. And that was it. It's like, oh, my God, I can talk to people. I was great with people. I was great with dealing with complaints in hospitality. I was always, and they were going to pay me for it. Oh, sign me up on this other line. I was there. So that was a lot of traveling interstate. At that stage, the coaching program I did was interstate. So I had to do a lot of travel interstate to do the study, which I loved, you know, getting on the plane, feeling unimportant. Oh, doing all yeah. This stuff. Um, and look, it was it was hard, if I'm totally honest, because it was a lot of study. It was outside my comfort zone. I was always a bit, as my ex-husband would have called me, a little bit woo-woo. Um, but suddenly I was learning all this new stuff and it was oh, bringing me levels I didn't know. Now, I even ended up being a facilitator and a mentor for the school as well. I've always got a curious bone. I want to know how things work behind the scenes. But the one thing that I couldn't do, and I remember announcing on social media, I'm pretty sure, years ago, going, ta-da, I have my own business. I actually couldn't make money and build my business. That was the truth. I, and I used to hide it from everyone. I'd go back, I'd slink back into a job and then I'd be mentoring these people. But the truth was I wasn't making money and making a business out of it either. Mm. And it really was quite challenging, as I'm sure you know, you're going to people presume definitely is like this, but it's not. It's like this. And um, I kept going back to a job. I'd get the money and then I'd say, no, I'm going to do it this time. And I'd reach out and I'd do another course and then I'd do another course and maybe another course because, of course, I wasn't good enough. That was what was wrong. Exactly. Um, but I reached out to a mentor of mine many years later and I said, look, um, it was around the time my sister, who was living here in Perth, was actually diagnosed with a terminal illness. And I remember I was working for a restaurant chain at the time as a regional manager. So I was interstate when she rang me to tell me her diagnosis that she had 12 dating months to live. And um, I remember in that moment um, 
and go swear a little bit if that's okay. But I remember mm-hmm. in that moment going, I will not be in another fucking state when somebody rings me to say she's dead. Mm. And um, so I reached out to a mentor of mine and I said, look, this stuff, this business, this whatever, because I'd always kept it as a sideline. I got to, I got to change that. I got to make money. I've got to make it that I have the freedom to be where I want to be with the people I love. And I left my job shortly after that and I took some casual work. But I realized through, you know, a bit of pain and looking in the mirror a little bit that the biggest thing was I didn't know how to market myself. That was actually why I had no idea. Didn't matter the feedback I was getting as a mentor, you know, you're brilliant. Oh, it was great. That was a great session. Didn't matter. Tuppence if I couldn't go into a wider audience and get them to be inspired to work with me. It just didn't. Yeah. Uh, so I went I went down the, the, the little holes of um, learning all the good about marketing with this amazing mentor and, of course, the emotional side of that. Mm-hmm. My sister did pass away after 15 months. But by then I was already at the stage. I was very focused on, okay, if I need to take this job, it's because I need just to do that. I learned all I could about marketing. But as I was learning that, video was just starting to really, really, really come into play. And, you know, it kept popping up and I kept seeing the stats about it. And um, after my sister passed away, unfortunately, six weeks later, my dad passed away in Ireland. Definitely a broken heart. So there was the travel there and there was travel back. And then my mom was 90. We traveled back Mm -hmm. then within 12 months. My mom went again. But all of this, she passed away in 12 months. But all of this stuff. I was able to do because I was now marketing myself. I was now starting to make an income on it, but still the video stuff. And I was tasked by my mentor uh, to make a video. Um, and it was, he was very specific with what he wanted. And it took me 27 hours. <laughs> like, I cried over the computer. I was like, yeah. I can't do this. Oh my God. Um, but he made, got me to do it. So I learned some skills, but then I went, there has to be an easier way. So as I looked at other people's videos, as I looked at marketers, how they were doing it, I said, hang on, that's a quick, short video. Then the stats and everything. So then I started, I went down the rabbit hole and learned of how can we make these really short, engaging videos? I don't always have to have my face to camera, mm-hmm. but that will incentivize and influence people to want to work with me by bringing them on this short emotional journey. Mm. And um, that's what I've been focusing on now. So that's kind of the, the, the shortened version, I suppose, of how I've got here. And the, the stats clearly showed. I mean, even the CEO of Instagram has said that it will be all video um, mm. by the end of 2023, if not before then. Yeah, so, yeah. so much evolution in the current marketing voice video yeah. is going to be like the new SEO even. Yes. And um, yeah, the reels, the videos. And I'm actually happy with that because yeah. I like to feel people like yes. you can see their heart and soul and feel people where a message like I actually love writing content um, actually yes. Can't say I love that. I'm loving uh, up-leveling that skill set because I think yes. it's an art. Yes. However, you know, you can be a really good writer but doesn't 
mean it's authentic. Like no. you you want to be able to see and feel to build that trust, to build that connection. So I think yeah. you you're on a gold mine with the video marketing. I 100% agree. I've been in the personal branding world, entrepreneur world for five years, and it's definitely um, only becoming more important. And I yeah. f- feel the fact that you are a coach means that you have a holistic approach where it's not just what you say, it's the underlying what is stopping you from being fully seen and heard, like your internal world of not being enough and, Mm. you know, um, overcoming the fear of judgment, the fear of failure, all all these things is what I feel holds us back from being our fully expressed self, you know, being our authentic self, which is how you make millions because people love you because you, you be like you and you share your real journey. Like I just love that you owned that coaching wasn't easy at first. And everybody knows that, you know, except for some of those really lucky people that just jump in and yeah, but this is not talked about enough. I think it's really important to own the highs and lows so that we are not creating some bullshit highlight reel for other people to have imposter syndrome and insecurities about, like, let's be real and own the journey Mm. and the breakdowns create the breakthroughs, the pivots. Like you wouldn't be here now, except you are unstoppable because of all you've been through. And that's how you relate to your incredible clients. Yeah, and I love how you said it's interesting that when I get, especially one-on-one clients when they come to work with me, as much as we are making videos or we're doing marketing campaigns or whatever, the first step is, well, let's, and I have this big curiosity bone. It's like, oh, how do you mean? Who told you that? When did you start to believe that? And it's true. We, I heard a great quote from my mentor the other day, and I just love it. He said, when we're young, the outside world influences and hurts us. So it does, you know, you're young, you fall, you scratch your knee or whatever. But when we're adults, it's the inside world that does the damage. And I thought that was so, so true because we do, we get stuck in that not good enough. And and that's why I did courses after courses after courses because it had to be my fault. Me too. You know, (laughs) yeah. And and if we put together what we've spent on courses and courses of us, ah, we would already be, you know, multi, multi, multi millionaires. <laughs> and yet we do it all the time. And I find in particular now, Carolyn, is people of a women of a certain age in particular. Mm. Um, and a statistic that scares the uh, bejesus out of me is like the highest number of homeless, new homelessness is women um, over 50. Mm. And it's really scary. And they have this big bone of, I haven't got enough time. I'm running out of time. And I kind of go, well, I'm a gray haired granny and I'm making videos. You can't tell me that you can't do something Mm. just because society has said you're too old, you're too tall, you're too fat, you're too thin. Not living now. You've got an even greater why to make the most out of your life today. And I also have seen, you know, I also have an incredible online business with a lot of coaches in their 50s, even yes. 60s, thriving. And it it inspires me 
Like they're just showing up and sharing their heart and soul, you know. So, oh, really, really celebrating these women that are owning their strength, their greatness, their voice and being their fully yeah. expressed self, knowing um, your message matters. You know, yeah. what you've been through can save others sweat, tears, time, energy <laughs> and millions. That's it. Just take somebody's hand that do, has doing what you say you want to do and just cut out some of the shortcut. Because, oh, my God, if I can stop somebody crying over the keyboard for 27 hours. <laughs> then- OK, so what are some marketing secrets that you can share with our audience? Like, you know, I'm sure you've got so much gold to share. What do you feel will really benefit our audience so the number one thing is, and I come across it all the time, is when I say to people, and I think the room you were in, we were talking about your avatar or know who you're talking to, the person you're talking to. And the biggest myth is, oh, but if I kind of chunk down to there, I'm going to miss out on all these other people. And one of the things I like to set straight is try and visualize a dark board and your perfect client is in the middle. So they have 10 variations of I'm not good enough blah, 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 whatever they tell themselves. If you go to the out, next circle out on the dartboard, they may have seven of the same problems. You go to the next one out, they may have four of, this, of the same, and out to the very outer edge, they may have one. So when you get really clear, it helps you talk your core messages. And when the time is right, right message, right person, right time, when the time is right, they will hear you. A prime example of that is for me, like mostly my ideal client is a female. And yet I delivered my video course to 50 men. Well, how does that happen? Because at some stage they had the problem of they needed somebody to teach his group video in that moment. And I was talking video. Perfect. Yeah. So that that's one of the things. And also Decide where they are. So if they're on Facebook, are they on YouTube? They could be everywhere, but decide where they mostly are and start there. Stop trying to do the overwhelm and be everywhere all the time. Oh, that is a huge thing. I had a a guy coach friend talk to me last night about how he's going to be on all five channels. I'm like, no, 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 just focus on one or two and rock it and, you know, get your VA to distribute your content everywhere, you know, pay somebody to help you. But that's, you're better to go one and go deep rather than wide and and small. Yeah. And And if you go the like of YouTube, which obviously has a huge opportunity, but that's a long game. Agreed. That is a long game. If you're going to do it, you have to have a long-term strategy. Maybe Facebook, LinkedIn, wherever they are, show up where they are and speak from your authentic message. Amen. And also this is knowing your niche or your soul tribe client and getting clear on your message helps you call in fuck yes clients that you love instead of, oh, I just need to take on this head case because I need to pay my bills. Like That is yes. the evolution of coaching because I have multiple income streams I'm able to choose my offers and choose my pricing and choose who I say yes that is fully in alignment with uh, my goals my vision and 
who I love to work with. And then you, your yeah. demeanor, you love doing what you do. And they're people that are taking action and are in the game and, and have incredible testimonials. So I think that's really powerful coming back to why we do these marketing hats because the end result is so much more beneficial. Absolutely. And look, I'm not going to lie and say, oh, it's all easy and fun and games. It takes a bit of work to do this. But once you've done it, it's just tweaks along the way. It's just tweaks and change and tweaks and change and being open to opportunity. Mm. One one of um, my favourite books talks about um, embracing the selves and it talks about just kind of quickly, that we have all different selves. But what happens is we've primary selves, disowned selves, but we also have selves that we haven't developed. And quite often it's the entrepreneur self or the opportunity self, ourselves that weren't naturally developed as we grew up. Mm. So how do we develop those selves? Why is somebody entrepreneurial and somebody isn't? Is it because they're better than us or not or no, the truth is they just haven't. They've developed a self that you haven't learned to develop yet. Mm, love, love, love that. I absolutely love leaning in and stretching ourselves to our edges yeah. and trusting ourselves that we can handle whatever comes our way as we embrace our vision and say yes, yes to opportunities, say yes to podcasts, say yes to uh, interviews, videos, speaking on stage, um, say yes to, you know, even the smaller things and the rewards are limitless because of who you become as you're blossoming yes. into your highest potential. Yeah, a so million cool. percent. And, and fear is the thing that quite often stops people. I actually did a live earlier on fear and it's like because I have bees in our garden as well and on the weekend my sister was here from Melbourne she was going oh no 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 I don't want to go out I'm scared of the bees and I went have you ever been stung by a bee and she said no and I went how do you know that you're scared of the bee because somebody else she knew had been stung by a bee. She saw their reaction and so decided and, and nothing against my sister, but that's what happens even in business. Oh, somebody else tried that. Ooh, they didn't do that. Right. So I won't do it. How do you know you can't do it? Mm, exactly. Yeah. yeah. You've got to be in the game. And, I mean, the podcast is called Courageous Leaders because it's choosing love over fear, you know, Mm -hmm. choosing faith over fear that you got this, even if you get a bee sting. Like, yeah, it hurts, but you lived, you know. um, And I definitely love how you transfer this to business, even, you know, in the advertising world, the marketing world. I have people in my business that are rocking Facebook ads and one coach was like, I'm going to see how this person goes on their ads. I'm like, hey, that's not leadership because her ads might suck compared to you doing yes. them. You, you are holding yourself back and relying on someone else. When you lead, you trust that you are going to learn, you're going to grow, you're going to master this, you're going to get the end result so it's worth it. So when you connect with your why, your vision, you show up and you take the uncomfortable action because you're committed to that desired end state. Yeah. And and the illusion when we all started was, I'm going to make this business and I'm going to have lots of money like me. I'm going to talk to people. And 
And had we known how difficult it was going to be, we probably wouldn't have started. But sometimes people look at you and they say how successful you are now and they go, oh my God, but it was easy for her. It's like, no, if it was so easy, everybody will be doing it. Mm. There are times, and you know, and I know, you get sat back on your backside, quick smart, <laughs> flat on our face. And I've just got to a stage now, if I have to fall flat on my face to make a mistake, to find the lesson at the other side of it, I'm okay to do that. Yes, yes, exactly. Everything's always. happening for us yes. for our greatest evolution and expansion. Absolutely. And, and that is sometimes not easy to grasp in the moment. You've got to feel it all, not bypass and be like, oh, let's look at the benefit straight away. Yeah. You've got to feel it and then move through that emotion and trust that it's building you the resilience to be able to make better decisions next time. And yeah, the breakdowns lead to the breakthroughs. And I'm yeah. grateful for all my failures forward so that I can be where I am today to be able to know that there's nothing I can't handle and take risks with no regrets. Like we dream mm. bigger and we show up bigger because of what we've been through. So that's uh, exciting, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And the thing is, people used to say to me when you're going through something, oh, you know, you'll be fine when you've gone through it. And look, I wanted to swear at them a lot. A lot. <laughs> I am Irish after all. But it's not about telling yourself, oh, it'll be okay, it'll be okay, it'll be okay. It's about trusting yourself. And it is about when you feel something is uncomfortable, and the poor ego gets such a bad rap because the ego is, you know, that person has a big or a small. Your ego's job is to protect you. That's it. Mm. But the more we can go outside that discomfort and the more we can create a pathway that, hey, we went out there, we didn't die, we, we are okay, then the brain starts to realize, hang on, she has done it. It's that old saying, feel the fear and do it anyway. Well, we have to wear that pathway down because otherwise your brain's going to take a shortcut and go, not too hard, not, not going to do that. So we have to give ourselves evidence of times that we will take that harder path or the one less trodden and that we did it and we were okay. Like public speaking, like last time you kind of saw me face to face, I, was, I guarantee you, even now, I will be pacing up and down in the back. My hands always go cold. The blood gets out of it. A part of me is going, run. Maybe they won't notice. <laughs> but every time I did it, I gave myself more evidence that I didn't burst into flames. I was okay. And people said they loved it. So I got evidence so the best predictor of future performance is past relevant performance amen so if you can do that and give yourself the evidence mm. it actually makes sense. and clarity comes from action excellence yes. comes from yes. practice and yes. i'm the same i have videos of like a couple of events i hosted back in the day with hundreds of people i was you know, I shared my journey on stage and I saw how insecure I was, you know. It was so cute, bless. Um, and now I, like, am so much more confident with just rocking without preparation and just taking mm. up space, like owning your power in your body, in your yeah. voice. And, yeah. and it is because I learnt healthy emotional resilience, you know, how to yes. be with the 
volatile emotions and to be able to be calm and present and breathe and stay connected and, oh, but I wouldn't have that confidence now unless I started somewhere, you know. Yeah, and you had to push and resilience and consistency are two of the biggest things. Even when you fall down, it's getting back up. And I think as I shared with you earlier about my sister, my sister was almost a year younger than I am now. So I was like, here she is, everything's perfect. She's going to, you know, retire, do whatever. And boom, she was gone. So I don't care about making a fool of myself or doing whatever. Yes. Because we're all going to do the same. There's no big trophy at the end Mm -hmm. of this amazing life. So enjoy it while you're in it and do that and be resilient with it and be consistent with showing up. Yeah, there's times you need to back off. That's okay. But then show back up. Mm, I think what you shared is so an important reminder for us, like, you know, enjoy every step of the journey, not just the final destination where this has like been a huge impact in my life. Always, you know, when I, then I, like that's the dopamine Mm. hit that we're going to get when we, you know, make the hundred K months or whatever our goal is, but it doesn't even last. Like if you're not enjoying it, you're, killing yourself on the way, like do yeah. what brings you joy daily and make that a priority and the end goal will just come. Because remember, we're not actually seeking the 100K, we're seeking the feeling of having yeah. it. So if we can connect with that daily, how much more meaningful and pleasurable will our experience be? A million percent. And another mistake people make is oh, I'll do it when I have the courage. Courage does not show up without action. The action first, and then the courage will continue to show up. I love it. And what does leadership mean for you, especially being a coach and mom? And you know that that's that's always a, a challenging question when people ask me that. It's like, what does it mean for me? Look, way back when I was um, manager and things like that in the hospitality industry, my dad had always said to me. You can't hunt with the fox and run with the hounds. You can't do both. You have to choose a side. And I always remember going, what does that mean? And it was like, you can't be the manager and be out playing with all the staff. So for many, 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 many years, I had a bit of a, an invisible wall. But in latter years, it was like, no, leadership needs to be a communication and it needs to be an agreement with people. Like I can go at the front and lead and whatever, but if nobody follows you, who are you leading? You're not leading anyone. So I think it starts with personal leadership and to be able to influence and lead other people in a way that is good for you, good for them, good for the greater good. But leading by example, even if that's stuffing up sometimes, that's being authentic and true to yourself. But allowing, and this is one thing that I I don't use the word hate very often, but it's one thing I dislike a lot, is people don't allow other people to have an opinion Mm. because their way is the right way. But it's no, because whatever way you do it, they may have another little bit to add in. So we have to be very tolerant and um, of other people and enabling them to feel free enough to speak. Oh, I love that. So also listening as well as part of the communication and seeing what's not being said. And I love that you started with leading ourselves first Mm because 
doesn't matter who's following if we're not actually, you know, being our our best self and leading the way and inspiring others by our action, whether it's winning or not. You know, we've got to start there and because we can't control anyone external, only ourselves. So leading ourselves is definitely number one and then the community and the influence because you're powerful at what you do. And people have an unacknowledged desire to be led. It's part of the human psyche Mm. of the human being. We all have it. So, like, who is going to follow you if you are not able to lead yourself and be in that, you know, authentic, influential way? And that leads to the collaboration and the contribution, because instead of doing everything on your own, you're able to open up space to collaborate and co-create next level experiences and then be able to be so abundant and in overflow that we can give back and contribute to other causes as well. So Carmel, share with us uh, something in your morning routine that helps you through your day. I'm 90% of the time I will get up and go for a walk. Uh, So I get out and get some fresh air, uh, come back and I have honey, lemon and ginger and I sit down and I do minimum of 10 minutes. If I have more time, I do do Um, is just sitting quietly and breathing. So a meditation process and writing for about 10 minutes as well. So it doesn't have to be this huge hours and hours people think of. Of course, I can do more and I like going to meditation spaces, but it just really sets me for the day. I can tell the difference of the days I've got up and gone for a walk versus the days I've got up and I'm in a rush for the day and I don't seem to get enough done during that day. Whereas I've gone up for a walk, it's like it sets your brain, it moves your energy. Mm. Even the days, there's a couple of days I have an early morning client that I'm not up to have a walk like at four in the morning. Um, so, But I will still make sure I move. I will shake and whatever to move the energy within yourself. Oh, you're so good. I love that. Yeah. Shaking is so powerful. Well, dancing. dancing. Exactly. <laughs> shifting yeah. your energy, shifting your state. Yeah. And what shaking does is also tell our nervous system that the to get out of survival mode, that yes. the enemy has passed and we can relax and be in yes. the parasympathetic. So... Um, I feel like our morning routine, when we know why we're doing it, like you said, it sets you up for your day to be able to respond rather than react. It's worth getting up that bit earlier Ah, to meditate, to walk, to journal, Mm. and, and knowing that it's, yeah, accelerating everything else you're creating. Yeah. Um, And what is a favorite book of yours? Well, the one I mentioned earlier is by Hal and Citra Stone. So it's based on the modality of voice dialogue and it's called Embracing Ourselves. And it's just, I mean, all, we know all the psychology work predominantly comes from parts, parts work or? Well, yeah, it is parts. It's the different voices. So it's the voice dialogue that you have. So it all comes from Carl Jung eventually. Yeah, yeah, people, love People it. have spread yep. it. Um, So their theory is that we do have a lot of different selves and how I like to, I I love using metaphors to explain things. So, because at first when I read this and I was like, oh my God, I've got that many voices in my head. And I thought, you know what? It's like there's a choir and the ego is the choir master. 
They don't all have to sing at the same time, but they all have a place in the choir. Even our damaged self, like one of my disowned selves, just to give you an example, was my victim. So, and it was more because I had been a victim and therefore, um, because I had been a victim, anytime I kind of pushed it away, I didn't want to be that victim self. So if anyone else came up as a victim, I was often repelled by it. Yes, yes. Um, whereas the victim actually has a job. The victim has a KPI. What's the victim's job? The victim's job is to carry the story. That is actually your victim's job. The victim's job is not to live in story. It's not to stay there. It's not to bring the drama or anything to it. But its job is to carry the story. And when you can embrace that and say, well, you know what? I actually love that part of you that's the victim. It's okay. Mm. It's very powerful. But then, as I said earlier, looking at who do I need to create in order for me to be successful at what I say I want to be? Because we're not programmed to be like that. We're programmed to head down, ass up and just work. So that's where Opportunity Self came in. And I actually did an exercise with myself where I sat there with Opportunity Self and Entrepreneur Self. And I actually wrote down a KPI, their image, and also the kind of phrases they would say. And I also have a worker self who was very well developed. But mm. um, so Wanda Worker is her name. But one of the tasks of my Entrepreneur Self is to leave enough time for my worker self to do the work. It's okay going out and doing all this stuff, but we also need to do that. So very powerful, very, it's not a book that you read from cover to cover. You pick it up and you read what is important at that time. Oh, I love that you brought this conversation in. I love shadow work and I've been doing parts work, internal family systems, because, you know, our psyche fragments from trauma and we have protector parts and, you know, our inner child, it's just blows me away like the Mm. impact of when we can listen and acknowledge these you know saboteur parts and things like that that are all trying to get their needs met and lead the way like when we can come back and let our authentic self lead the way and listen and get all parts on board with your vision and your destination the impact that it has on you know saving you time and energy and Mm-hmm. Um, your desire in states. And what one of the biggest thing a lot of people, you would have heard this yourself, is that people try and heal the damaged self. Mm-hmm. But in this theory, is like you don't need to heal the damaged self. Its job is to be damaged. That's its, but that's its job, is to be damaged. It takes all the arrows and protects you. It's a bit knuckly and a bit ugly looking or whatever because it's been damaged. It doesn't need to be healed. Mm. It needs to be embraced and loved oh, as part of you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, love it. Oh, I could talk to you all day. And I want to also share that you have this incredible talent that you shared with us as well about the emotions and the psychosomatics. Like I'm super passionate about that too. So do you want to just quickly share like how you got into that? And what? Um, well, I, as I got into most things, was because a I'm curious, and b it's for my own self development. Yes. So psychosomatic um, healing came to me, and look, the theory of psychosomatic, the easiest way to explain it is your body's talking, or you're listening. That's the easiest way I can explain it. So you can tell a lot by somebody's face. And and one of the things I do is a face read where we split the face in half, put two right sides together, two left sides together. And oh, boy, I've had people say to me, are you a fly on the wall in my house? 
Um, you can wow. tell somebody by their feet. Like it's so amazing. But also um, a deeper part of it is the emotional release therapy. So in certain parts of our body that we may feel pain or an ache or a stiffness or whatever, can quite often have a psychosomatic reason as to why that's there. And it's because yes. emotions stay in our bodies. Mm. And there's a way of without having to talk, without having to tell somebody what's happened in your life and all of that, which is fine if you want to. But some people go, I'm just sick of talking about it. Yeah. It's because some of it's stuck in parts of your body. So the process and it's a hands on process of being able to relieve that emotional stuckness in your body is very powerful because once it's opened and relieved you are just lighter and more able to actually be authentically you oh i love 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 and i you know i can relate to your journey so much i'm fascinated i did a vipassana 10-day vipassana last year which comes a lot of the teaching is about psychosomatic like you go you feel pain and then like it dissipates and it's all, yeah, it's, it's so fascinating. And I love, I think as you go deeper in personal growth, you go to the root cause, which is the energy yeah. in motion, emotion stuck in the body. Yes. And you don't need to tell your story. Oh. We go to the root cause through breath work, somatics, emotional release techniques. These things just heal and allow mm. you to come back to wholeness without the story. And it's just so powerful reminding people that there's so many ways to come back to your true authentic self for leaving the layers. And it's a, we get to have fun doing it, you know, yeah. like we're whole and complete now. And we just get to be more of our fully expressed self. And then, you know, our inner work then, allows us to show up better on video and share our truth yeah. and make us millions and all the, all the amazing uh, connections that we yeah. So absolutely. Thank you so much, Carmel. I could speak to you all day. Um, <laughs> let us know how our listeners can connect with you. What is your social media and website? Sure. Well, you can search for Carmel Murphy and you'll find me just about anywhere, but my website is www thecommunicationqueen.com.au. Love it. Um, so, yeah, you can find me, as I say, you just Google me. I'm on YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, um, all of those places. But I didn't start on them all. <laughs> Going back to what we said earlier. Um, but, yeah, Perfect. so it's easy to get in touch with me. Perfect. I will leave a link in the show notes for our beautiful listeners, our courageous leaders. And is, do you have a final message you'd love to leave with our audience today? You've said so much gold. Thank you so much. Um, if you're considering whether it's growing a business, getting into a relationship, whatever it is, if you're considering doing it, I was listening to um, a little bit of Wayne Dyer this morning and it's been a thing that's always home for me. Do not die with your song still in you. If you're thinking about it and your heart's calling you to do it, take a step and take some action to do it. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Carmel. My pleasure. Enjoy your day, beautiful people. Thank you 
so much for joining us on the Courageous Leaders podcast. I would love for you to subscribe to the show and leave an honest review on Apple Podcasts. This allows us to inspire and impact more people to lead with courage and live their ultimate vision. Thank you.